Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to boys. It is game day. The Dallas Cowboys will host the Cleveland Browns later on this afternoon, and you are listening to the official Blog and the Boys pregame show, a new podcast episode that we are dropping every game day, appropriately titled The Pregame. That's right. A lot of you asked for this. Uh, a lot of you wanted this, and we put our heads together. We figured it out. We, we got a lot of input from different people, and here it is. We're going to do this every game day. We're going to launch this episode. It'll drop late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. We're going to go into everything that is coming up in the Cowboys game that week. This week it is obviously the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk some injury news, important things to know on that front, some fantasy advice perhaps, uh, and basically whatever else you need to know. That's what we give you all the time here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. If you are not subscribed, make sure you do subscribe to the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. We're available on all major podcast platforms. You get at the very least two episodes every day. Every morning you get to hear me uh, on the Ocho. We give you kind of the latest headlines, the news, the important things you need to know, those nuggets concerning America's team. I also host the official Cowboys post-game show here on the Blog of the Boys podcast network, so you will be hearing from me later on today as well. On Mondays and Fridays you get to hear Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. On Tuesdays you get to hear myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas on the 750. Wednesdays we offer you Talking the Star with Condoline Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson and Thursdays you get broadcasting the boys with Ari Temkin and Roy White you will also get to hear Ari Temkin later on today on the official Dallas Cowboys pre and post game show on 105.3 the fan it is game day so there is a lot going on and we're going to talk about the Cowboys game against the Browns but we obviously have to get into this because it is the story that has defined our lives for the last seven months COVID-19 has obviously impacted everything that we know and every way of life that we have ever known really. And obviously, it really impacted the NFL in a large sense this particular week. Now, we've seen the impact in terms of no fans. We've seen, obviously, no training camp or, or you know smaller training camp, no mini camps, no OTAs. You know all of that by now. You also know that this week, several players and personnel within the Tennessee Titans organization tested positive. And so that game, their game, I should say, which was scheduled to take place today against the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, we heard it was going to originally maybe be played on Monday, maybe be played on Tuesday while they waited and tested and did this and did that. And it eventually got postponed entirely. So it is not happening this week. Well, on Sunday morning, or excuse me, Saturday morning, which was yesterday, it was reported that Cam Newton, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, has tested positive himself. After that, it was reported that Jordan Tamu, the backup quarterback, one of the backup quarterbacks, a practice squad quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, has also tested positive for COVID-19. Incidentally, the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots were scheduled to play today. It was going to be one of the bigger games of the week. It was in the three o'clock window on CBS, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson on the call. 
I'm recording this late Saturday night. Okay, so I, I always think that's important, and it's been more important than ever this, you know, these last seven months to tell you when we are recording things because information is constantly changing, new information is coming out. So I'm recording this late Saturday night and sort of early Sunday morning, just for perspective, uh, because if you're listening to this at I don't know eight, nine, ten a.m., it's very possible that other information has changed with regards to COVID-19, which is why I thought it was important that we led with it. Uh, so we know, here's what we know. We know the Titans and Steelers game this week has already been postponed to week seven. All right, that is taken care of. By the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers were scheduled to have their bye in week eight and now will not have their bye in week eight because they're having it now and they visit the Dallas Cowboys in week nine. So instead of being on bye the week before they visited the Dallas Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers will now be traveling to face the Baltimore Ravens seven days before they visit the Dallas Cowboys. That is, you know, obviously a potential advantage. Obviously, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but it is information nonetheless. So we know that the Titans and Steelers game has been postponed. Well, is being reported right now or was reported at least at the end of workday on Saturday, if you want to call it a workday on Saturday, uh, is that the Kansas City Chiefs and New England Patriots game might happen on Monday, might happen on Tuesday. Obviously, lots of testing still has to come back. Lots of information has to be gathered. Obviously, this is a situation, as we all know, where other information, other data points can come out several days after the fact. And so the NFL is following the timeline that they did with the Titans-Steelers game and saying, that this game will hopefully maybe potentially be played on Monday or Tuesday. Um, Again, the most important thing here is the health of those involved. We want everybody to be happy, safe, and healthy. That is our number one objective. But telling you this information in case you somehow missed out on it, if you know you are into fantasy football and whatnot, again, not the priority here, but know that the Chiefs and Patriots game is in jeopardy from happening this particular week. Uh, also worth noting that it was reported late Saturday night by Pro Football Talk that a player within the New Orleans Saints has tested positive for COVID-19. There's more information being gathered on that. Uh, at the time that I am recording this, we know the least amount that particular situation. The Saints are visiting the Detroit Lions on Sunday, so that is now a situation to watch. I cannot stress enough. Uh, obviously, we hope you listen to this pregame show, but make sure you're watching whatever Sunday morning show you prefer. If you're me, I prefer NFL Network Sunday morning show, I guarantee you this is going to be covered from head to toe by all the fantastic people that cover the NFL. Uh, But all of those games are seemingly, you know, impacted or going to be impacted or potentially going to be impacted. I don't know. And that's why I think, you know, like I said, I think we should lead with this story because it is very possible that this Sunday's slate of games looks different by the time you're listening to this from the time I am recording it. For what it's worth, the NFL already moved the Indianapolis Colts-Chicago Bears game to the afternoon window. Before all of this happened, there were only three scheduled games to take place in that afternoon window. A lot of people generally complain about that. It does kind of suck when you just get all of these games at noon and then you get three in the afternoon. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why the NFL doesn't balance that better. But either way, uh, because the Patriots and Chiefs game was for now postponed or postponed, I guess, no matter what, uh, that game will not be happening, which left the NFL with only two games in the afternoon window. So they now have Colts and Bears in that slot. Again, that's pertinent from a fantasy perspective, um, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. But that is where we are at as far as the NFL is concerned as a whole. We will see what other information comes out. We hope that you are 
happy, safe, and healthy. Uh, but that is where things are at with the NFL, and we will certainly see what comes out over the next couple of days. Now, before we get into more regarding this Sunday's Dallas Cowboys game, again, the Cowboys are scheduled to host the Cleveland Browns at noon Central Time. It was reported on Saturday evening by NFL Network's Jane Slater that Lyle Collins, who has not played so far this season for the Dallas Cowboys, it's been very mysterious. We've talked about this on several of our shows on the network here about Jerry Jones saying, we don't know. I don't know. The doctors don't know. Mike McCarthy told ESPN San Antonio on Friday that he didn't expect to see Lyle Collins for a few weeks. While it was reported by NFL Network's Jane Slater on Saturday that Lyle Collins is scheduled, or excuse me, reportedly scheduled to have hip surgery, which would take him out for the season. Uh, Very, 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 very not good news for the Dallas Cowboys, for their offensive line, for the Lyle Collins situation. It's been very confusing. It's been very perplexing. Nobody has really understood why. We knew going into this season that because of COVID-19, that information would not necessarily be reported as often as it has been in years past because, you know, access is different for local media and things like that. The exact tweet from Jane Slater, friend of the show, on Twitter at Slater NFL, Cowboys tackle Lyle Collins will now have surgery Wednesday to address the hip injury per source. The pain became intolerable despite him wanting to play through it. I'm told this now means he's out for the season. You will remember, of course, that the Cowboys extended Lyle Collins before last season. A lot of people were kind of, you know, scratching their head at that move at the time because the Cowboys had just drafted Connor McGovern. People thought he was the left guard of the future, that Connor Williams was the right tackle of the future. Obviously, Lyle Collins had an incredible year, was one of the best right tackles in the NFL last year. I think we all thought that he would maintain that pace in 2020, but just wasn't meant to be. And so Lyle Collins now out for the season. The Cowboys have gotten some solid play out of second-year undrafted free agent Brandon Knight at left tackle while Tyron Smith has been out. Um, And I guess this takes us into our actual pregame show. You know, it was reported, um, the injury report, I should say, from Friday. And for what it's worth, the Cowboys don't have a full-out practice on Friday. That's not the way Mike McCarthy rolls. But it was essentially... Um, I, I guess, you know, what I should say is it really does seem like both Tyron Smith and Demarcus Lawrence are going to play today against the Browns. There was some question about that, and it's still not a stone-cold guarantee, but it does seem like things are trending in that direction. That's even the way Mike McCarthy put it. Um, so because Brandon Knight was playing left tackle in Tyron Smith's absence over the last two weeks while the Cowboys beat the Atlanta Falcons and lost to the Seattle Seahawks, A lot of people were wondering whether Brandon Knight, who played well at that spot, would slide on over to the right tackle spot because Lyle was at the very least not going to be there. This was before we knew that he would be out for the season. Or whether the Cowboys would roll with Terrence Steele, who's been playing right tackle all season long, the undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech. It just, you know, it it remains a mystery. We still don't even fully know the answer. I think there's logic to both principles. Um, I, I think there's logic to keeping Brandon Knight more affiliated with the left tackle position in the event that Tyron Smith has to miss more time this season, which I think most people would argue is more likely than not. Um, but he is the better player. He's the better tackle. No disrespect to Terrence Steele, who played through an illness last week, uh, who is playing really, I think, remarkably well for an undrafted free agent rookie. Uh, but Brandon Knight is the superior player. And so, you know, if, if you're a believer in the best five, obviously the Cowboys even kicked Zach Martin out to right tackle at one point last week. So that option does exist, this sort of smash glass in case of emergency. If, if you're asking for my opinion, I think the Cowboys should slide Brandon Knight on over to right tackle, assuming Tyron Smith is healthy and ready to roll against the Browns. But we will see. It does, though, seem like Tyron and Demarcus Lawrence are going to play. The good news for the Cowboys is that one of the key Browns defenders 
defenders is not going to be playing. Of course, I am talking about Adrian Claiborne, who terrorized the Cowboys in Tyron Smith's absence three years ago in Atlanta, but he is not playing in this game. That is unfortunate. Other than that, um, you know, I think from an injury standpoint, everything here is what we all thought it was going to be. I think even the Tyron thing is, is what we thought it was going to be. We all kind of anticipated that he was going to be healthy, um, you know, given the way that Mike McCarthy and everybody talked about him uh, this week. And and I, I don't know that I fully buy this myself, but Jerry Jones has said uh, since Tyron Smith began missing time in week two against the Atlanta Falcons, after that game, after the Cowboys beat the Falcons with a watermelon kick and everything, Jerry Jones said on 105 to the fan that the Cowboys could have played him against Atlanta if they had done some things differently, but they were playing the long game that it was about looking ahead and I don't know if the Cowboys looked at the Atlanta pass rush which was good in week one and said we can get by without Tyron Smith and they technically did and if they maybe looked at the Seattle pass rush which is not that intimidating and said we can get by without Tyron Smith which they almost did um, and, and said we need to get Tyron back for Miles Garrett in week four it's possible that the Cowboys said this however I would not support that line of thinking if I'm being honest with you because the games against Atlanta and Seattle are far more important. I mean, if if you told me I had to lose one game between Atlanta, Seattle, and Cleveland, I would choose Cleveland every time, just because it means the least from a playoff tiebreaker perspective, especially now that we live in a day and age where only one team gets the bye. I know that none of us think the Cowboys are going to be the top seed in the NFC, but that is a real factor. I would rather lose to the Browns versus the Seahawks versus the Falcons versus the Lions versus whoever that is in the NFC because they are an AFC team. Um, but obviously, Miles Garrett is a game wrecker and can really change the way things go. Uh, but thankfully, it does appear as if Tyron Smith is healthy and ready to roll. Now, fantasy football advice uh, as it pertains to this game. I will tell you, I am in several leagues myself. It is obviously challenging to navigate uh, this weekend, but again, far from the most important thing. Uh, but in my league of record, my league of note, I have Dak Prescott as my franchise quarterback for my fantasy football team. That's right. I gave him the big time franchise buck and I don't regret it at all but um, obviously Dak Prescott is a guy you want to start if you I don't know any cowboy you're not starting I think even Dalton Schultz is startable I think Dalton Schultz is a good daily fantasy option uh, this particular week I think that obviously you know Dalton is and I think this is the case for most tight ends touchdown dependent um, but a lot of daily places are, are kind of PPR you know formats and so I think Dalton is going to rack up maybe six catches something like that just because that's the way this goes and I think you know this Remember, uh, David Njoku reportedly wanted to be traded to the Cowboys, so it could have been him. Uh, I know everybody thought that that was silly at the time, but um, if, if you have a Cowboy, you're starting them, right? I mean, you're starting your Amara, your Gallup, I think even your CD. I think this is a great chance to start CD. I'm starting CD in a dynasty league, personally. Um, you're obviously starting Zeke, you're starting Dak. I, I don't know what to do um, if you're starting Baker. I'll tell you this, uh, in a different dynasty league, I'm starting Baker Mayfield over Patrick Mahomes because of the question between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. And so that's obviously a very unique situation. But, um, I mean, based on the way everybody has played against the Cowboys, I think it's fair to say I, I would start it. I don't know I don't know what Browns player you're passing on starting. I mean, you're starting Baker Mayfield. Unless your option is, you know, 
Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, Dak Prescott, obviously Russell Wilson. Um, but I, I think you can start Baker Mayfield with confidence. I think also a potentially good option in daily fantasy as well. You're starting Nick Chubb. You're starting Kareem Hunt. I think it's possible that they both do very well. Uh, I think you're starting Jarvis Landry. You're starting Odell Beckham Jr. You're starting Austin Hooper. Uh, on the subject of fantasy, uh, shout out to the worldwide leader, of course, ESPN. I was reading in their weekly Nuggets packet that Amari Cooper is the only player in the NFL uh, through the season's first three weeks with six catches and 80 plus yards in every single game. So I know it kind of feels like Amari's not doing much, but that's Amari that he just finds a way to get it done, you know, in spite of, you know, not it feeling like it's happening. I don't know how to put that, but either way, it's going to be a fun fantasy game. I think you want a piece of this uh, from a fantasy perspective. Um, I, I, I'm a fan of streaming defenses personally in fantasy. And in one of those dynasty leagues I mentioned, I picked up the Cowboys defense because if you're in a dynasty league, you know how um, the waiver wire can be kind of a fantasy wasteland. And so I picked up the Cowboys defense only because I am confident in the Cowboys playing the Giants next week. And so I'm willing to roll some dice on the Cowboys maybe hanging with the Browns to a small degree in the name of having them play the Giants next week because the Giants look awful offensively obviously Jason Garrett's offense has not gone well uh in its first three weeks first four weeks whatever you want to call it and um yikes and so if you are you know it may be something I like to do as well from a fantasy perspective is on Sundays go add somebody before everything locks and that way I don't have to try to get them on waiver and I often do that with defenses unless any of my league mates are listening. I never do this. Um, and so I like to go get maybe a defense that I plan on playing next week. Uh, so again, I don't have to burn my waiver spot on them. And so I think the Cowboys defense is a great streaming option next week. If you have a spot or you're willing to roll the dice like I am against the Browns, Cowboys defense against the Giants in week five is a solid play. But that's our fantasy advice as far as the pregame is concerned here on Blogging the Boys. And it is now time for predictions. That's right. We're going to tell you exactly what we think is going to happen between the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. And we're going to do it with all of our friends here on the Blog of the Boys podcast network with all of our staffers, not all of them technically, but a lot of them. Uh, first up is the one and only two-time Super Bowl champion, Tony Casillas. Now, Oklahoma did lose on Saturday for the second time. Yikes. So I bet TC is not too pleased. But Tony recorded this before uh, all of that happened, and Tony gave his prediction who he thinks is going to win. Here is Tony Casillas' prediction for Dallas Cowboys, Cleveland Browns, and all the fun that's going to happen on Sunday afternoon. It's Tony Casillas, co-host of the 750, and this is my prediction for Browns versus Cowboys. First of all, defensively, Cowboys have got to stop the run, led by Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's something they want to establish. Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, is a guy that likes to play action. That's what he does. So it's going to be very, very important that both ends, Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence, keep him inside the pocket and make him more of a vertical thrower in the middle of the field, something he is not comfortable with down the field. Offensively, for the Cowboys, continue to do what you've been doing. Dak Prescott is playing what some really, really good football and be able to try to establish a run against a Miles Garrett type of defense. That will be the key in this game. My last one, eliminate the mistakes. It's been self-inflicting over the last three games. Minimize the mistakes and don't give up a lot of points. So that's my prediction uh, and some of my keys. Prediction for score is Cowboys win this game 31-20. to 20. 
a double-digit win for the Dallas Cowboys, according to Tony Casillas. Again, you can hear TC every Tuesday here on the Blog of the Boys podcast network on the 750. Tony and I chop it up. We discuss what happened either the day before, generally two days before for the Cowboys. And so we'll obviously be talking about what happened between the Cowboys and the Browns on Tuesday. I'll also slip in the fact that Oklahoma lost. We don't have to talk about what happened at Texas A&M. Hey, it's Alabama. It's fine. But Tony's got a big-time win for the Cowboys coming up. If the Cowboys get to 2-2, two and two, I think that there will be some optimism sort of floating around Cowboys Twitter, which brings us to our next prediction, uh, Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom is one of our front-page writers over at blogontheboys.com, one of the more optimistic people that covers the Cowboys for blogging the boys. And here is what Danny thinks is going to happen on Sunday afternoon. It's Dan Rogers on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. Listen, we saw this game on the schedule and thought, we got this. The Browns haven't had a winning season in forever. But you know what? They're not a bad team. They got some good players. Of course, having a couple number one overall picks will do that for you. I expect this to be a closer game than some might think. For Dallas, to get the dub, you got to stop Nick Chubb. Limit the rushing attack and force Baker to turn it over. Speaking of turnovers, the Cowboys got to get out of their own way. Five times in the last two games, they've given it up in their own territory. They can just do that. They'll be fine. Look for Amari to show up big. Cowboys pull away late, 31-21. To get the dub, you got to stop Nick Chubb. I like the way that Danny thinks. You know, on the subject of the Cowboys turning it over in their own territory, I've talked about this all week long. I really just unbelievable statistic for the Dallas Cowboys they have had 36 true possessions to this point on the season they had one at the end of the first half against the Seahawks doesn't really count obviously just kind of take a knee and go to the locker room so 36 true possessions do you know how many of those possessions they have started on the plus side of the 50 yard line one one out of 36 the second best starting field position for the Cowboys this season has come against the Atlanta Falcons after the onside kick that nobody could believe that's just that's just not cool that's just that that is not cool that is not going to fly that has to change i'm with dan you got to get some turnovers. let's turn it over to dave halperin long story here i'll give you the spark noted version i met dave halperin at dallas cowboys training camp in san antonio texas in 2007 after that i checked out blogging the boys for the first time while i was still in high school college been a fan ever since lucky enough to work here now it's so awesome dave halperin one of the great people that covers the Dallas Cowboys. Here is what he thinks happens today between the Cowboys and the Browns. Hi, my name is Dave Halperin. I think the Cowboys will win the game this week because I think that their defense is going to play better than they previously shown so far in the season. I think the offenses for both teams will produce pretty well, but in the end, the Cowboys defense will step up and make a few plays. My final score will be Cowboys 34, Browns 24. My X Factor is Everson Griffin. I think he's heard enough about his production so far this year, and he'll step up and make a few big plays. We're getting a handful of 30s to 20s scores, and that would kind of check all the boxes that we've talked about, right? Like some fun, some fantasy, some points, some scoring. Um, I can see it, and for what it's worth, I like the Everson Griffin call. Obviously, a lot was made last week about the stance change and whatnot. Everson Griffin has a sack on the season, for what it's worth. Alden Smith obviously leads the NFL uh, in sacks, which is really cool and really unexpected. I think a lot of people um, had hopes for Alden, but I mean, you know, still, I mean, I don't think anybody thought this would be a possibility, um, but 
It is, and it's awesome. So uh, let's continue on with our predictions. We've got three Cowboys wins so far. Let's talk to another one of our front page writers here at bloggingtheboys.com, the one and only, the legendary Tom Ryle. Here is what he thinks happens today between Dallas and Cleveland. Hi, this is Tom Ryle. I think that the Cowboys are going to win this game to get back to 500 because, first off, Dak Prescott and the wide receivers are just on fire, and I don't think uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to have the answer to that. Baker Mayfield has been skittish in the pocket, and I, I believe that we're going to see the, the Cowboys' pass rush really rattle him and probably get a few sacks on him to help. I think a surprising kind of X factor, which is strange given his name, is going to be Ezekiel Elliott because I think the Browns are going to be so focused on trying to stop the pass that Elliott's going to gash them a few times. I think that the score is going to wind up about 34-23 in the Cowboys' favor. Feed Zeke. Feed Zeke. Feed Zeke. No, just kidding. Pass the ball, please. A lot. Don't. Don't run on first down, Cowboys. Um, but feed Zeke at the appropriate time. That's all that we're saying. Uh, I do think that's an interesting uh, perspective that Tom has. I certainly think that Cleveland is aware that the Dallas Cowboys are having a lot of success via the pass. I think that Cleveland obviously has had a lot of success in the run game early on. I think we could see the kind of old school, you want to burn up clock. You want to dominate time possession from Kevin Stefanski. By the way, this is the first time this season that Mike McCarthy is facing a first-time head coach. First time he's doing so as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, that uh, is an interesting factor here as well. The last time the Cowboys played the Browns, somebody could fact-check me on this if I'm wrong, just to kind of put in perspective how long ago this was. I believe it was after the Cowboys beat the Browns, and they really beat them. Uh, When they were coming back from Cleveland, when they did the mannequin challenge on their airplane. Yeah. And Cole Beasley was like halfway in the, uh, the compartment where you put the suitcase and stuff. Yeah. Remember that? I mean, like the mannequin challenge. Harlem Shake. Things used to be so simple. Uh, but let's uh, let's get to our next prediction. We've, we're four for four on, on Cowboys wins as far as predictions are concerned. What about Roy White? You can hear Roy White, as mentioned, every Thursday here on the Block of the Boys podcast network. He co-hosts Broadcasting the Boys with Ari Temkin, who once again, you can hear two-day on the official Dallas Cowboys pre- and post-game show on 105.3 The Fan. But let's talk to Roy White. Roy, what happens between the Cowboys and the Browns? Hey there, blogging the boys nation, Roy White at RW3 on Twitter with my Cowboys Browns prediction. Now the Cowboys take the Browns on on Sunday, and quite frankly, this is a team that the Cowboys cannot afford to take lightly. Now, I understand there's no reason the Cowboys should take any team lightly in the NFL right now based on how they've played through the first three weeks of the season, but this Browns team, recent years tell us They have historically played below their expectations and what a lot of people think their potential really is. We know they have the talent, especially on offense. Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., David Njoku, and they added Austin Hooper this offseason. And, of course, Baker Mayfield, while he hasn't found it in recent years, did turn it on his rookie season, and we know what he did in college as a Heisman Trophy winner. On the defensive side of the ball, The Cowboys absolutely have to be concerned and be aware of where Miles Garrett is lining up 
along the offensive line. We know the Cowboys' offensive line have had their issues. Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele will be on high alert as I expect them both to play, as I expect both Tyron Smith and Lael Collins to be unavailable for this game. The other player that the Cowboys need to be aware of on the defensive side of the ball for the Browns, Denzel Ward. He's been questionable all week, but he did practice on Friday, and he looks like he's going to suit up on Sunday. He's a player that could cause the Cowboys concerns on the defensive side of the ball in addition to Miles Garrett, especially if Garrett is able to create that pressure. Having said all all that. I think the Cowboys have demonstrated they are willing to go to plan B and plan C if plan A does not work out. If Miles Garrett has an Adrian Claiborne type of game, thankfully, by the way, Adrian Claiborne will not suit up for this ball game. But if Miles Garrett has an Adrian Claiborne like game, I expect the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy and Joe Philbin to go to their plan B, to go to their plan C along the offensive line. And because of the way Dak Prescott has played the last two weeks and orchestrated the offense, despite the concerns, I believe he will have what it takes to push the Cowboys across the goal line in this one and ultimately pick up the win. 31-27 Cowboys over the Browns. Another 30-20-ish-ish win for the Cowboys. That is nuts. And I mean, I promise you, I put this thing together and none of these people consulted with each other in their score prediction. So, I mean, we can. I mean, like if five people predicted it, it's not like it won't happen now, right? Um, I mean, I think that's fair, uh, but whatever. Um, now, Roy doesn't believe that Tyron Smith will play, so we'll see what happens there. Um, obviously, fingers crossed that he does, but again, we will see when the inactives are officially out at 10.30 or so, approximately a.m. Central Time, when Manchester United is playing Tottenham Hotspur, by the way. Uh, our final prediction for the day, besides myself, uh, comes from who you heard latest here on the Blog of the Voice Podcast Network. If you were unaware, every Saturday we have a very incredible show, incredibly well done. Mauricio Rodriguez hosts an entirely Spanish-spoken show here on the network called Cowboys Oi. If you're trying to learn the language, if you want to learn the language, I cannot recommend it enough. Mauricio does such an incredible job, and he did an incredible job with his prediction for today's Cowboys-Browns game. Mauricio, what you got? Hello guys, it's me, Mauricio Rodriguez from Cowboys. Oh, and I've got the Cowboys on this one. I've got the Cowboys 35-24. Although Nick Schaub and Kareem Hunt have been the main guys in the Browns offense, I believe they will be passing the ball a lot against the Cowboys secondary. And they're going to do it well. But I got the Cowboys 35-24. 6-4-6. That's right. Every single person that spoke here that we got an opinion from, that we were able to get something from, has the Cowboys with a 30 score. The Browns with a 20 score. That's really amazing. Can we make it 7 for 7? Because the last one is me. And I obviously have all the knowledge here. So I could do it and make it really cool. Or I could ruin it. I'll tell you this. I got the Cowboys with 33 points. I got the Browns with 17. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. You know, it's like it's, you know, uh, this today is October 4th. But yesterday, yesterday was October 3rd. You know what that means. It was October 3rd. And like the 30 to 20 thing, it's like fetch. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. I think the Cowboys win 33 to 17. If you're asking me to pick an X factor, sure, I'll give it to you. I think CeeDee Lamb scores. I think that's going to be awesome. I like the Everson Griffin pick. Um, I, I don't think, you know, 
I think it's hard to be an amazing pass rusher all the time. I think Alden is certainly playing really well. I don't think that he'll have the loud game this particular week for the Cowboys, but I think Everson Griffin has um, – I think he makes his presence known. But I've got CeeDee Lamb with a touchdown. I think the Cowboys win. I think they get back to 500, and I think that we're all excited heading into week five, uh, which is hopefully the case, obviously. You know, we want that to be the case, but it is what it is. This was the first episode of the pregame. We really hope you enjoyed it. We appreciate those of you who wanted to hear from us uh, with a pregame show here at blogontheboys.com. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear what you liked, what you didn't like, what you would like more of next week, what you would like less of, perhaps. But we are going to give you this every single week to get you ready for the Dallas Cowboys game that is coming your way today. That is against the Cleveland Browns kickoff at 12 p.m. Central Time. If you were unaware, if you didn't know, for whatever reason, every Cowboys game, every Cowboys event, really, we do live threads at bloggingtheboys.com. So if you want to talk to other Cowboys fans while the game is going on, obviously Twitter is a good place for that, but we do have the live threads. on over to blogontheboys.com. You'll see it there. You can participate. It's a whole lot of fun. Speaking of Twitter, speaking of social media, you can follow us. We are on Twitter at bloggingtheboys. We are on Instagram at blogging.the.boys. You can go like us on Facebook, search for Blogging the Boys. And once again, please subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe. If you can, leave a rating, write a review. Those things are very much appreciated. I am RJ Ochoa, manager and editor-in-chief over at Blogging the boys.com you hear me every day on the ocho every tuesday on the 750 and now every saturday here on the pregame i am on twitter and instagram at rj ochoa i make it nice and easy on both places um yeah that about does it so let's go get that dub let's get that dub let's get that dub enjoy the game we'll talk to you afterwards (laughs) 